Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Reload Podcast. My name is Lee Maxwell and joining me as usual are... Nigel Lamont and Connor McCann. Nearly forgot my name there. <laughs> Today's going well. At Nigel Lamont. Yeah, something like that. Uh, this is episode number 71. Previous episode was number 70 because that's how numbers work. Uh, it was called Escorts and Accents. So we chatted our usual mix of car news and shows and... Connor formulated further plans to kidnap his man crush, Jimmy Oaks. Yes, we can elaborate on that later. And I executed a frankly flawless Australian accent. You definitely insulted people. Dialed in, really dialed in. Um, This episode we've plenty more uh, nonsense to talk about, I'm sure. Uh, We've been pretty busy the last couple of weeks. Yeah. With shows and working on cars and various events. So later on we have an interview with Terry Quinn that we recorded while we were away at CleanFest um, just this past weekend. So looking forward to letting you hear that. But we'll start off as usual with what's new with you. So Connor, what's new? Hi. So I think the last time we left off was we had got the Jetta ready for CleanFest, all bar and MOT, the elusive MOT as we know in Northern Ireland. It's hard got. Mm-hmm. Um, with some trickery, I managed to get a last-minute appointment on the Monday, and I got home, prepped the car. I think a few last-minute things through, which actually turned into like another two hours' work, which was mostly cleaning shit out of the boot. And went and gathered Stefan up. I text Stefan. I was like, "If this thing breaks down, you're on standby to come and lift me." And he was like, "Oh, sure, take me with you." I was like, "Oh, why not?" So. Which meant you had no recovery vehicle. I was just going to say, that, yeah. that was pretty genius. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was the, none of our decisions. Were you going to send Stefan out to walk to go get recovery then when he you broke it? He's strong like ox. He could just <laughs> hook it over his shoulders and tow it home. In fairness, you were laying near it, wasn't it, if you were in the back of beyond? No, somebody could have gathered us up. So we went down. We're down maybe about half an hour early. And this is usually, well, I think you talked about when I went to Lisburn MOT Centre, there was no one there mm-hmm. with the Bora. So I drove past and it was absolutely rammed. I was like, shit, right? So I hate hanging about there kind of thing. So I was like, I'll go down to the petrol station, sit, you know, get a drink or something, then we'll head back up. And as we were sitting anyway, next thing, well, I I don't know what it is with your cooling system. tends to bubble up now and again Mm. if the car's sitting. I don't know if it's the radiator's too small or if it's a cap's bad or something. And it started to bubble up and Stefan says, maybe we'll get that cleaned up before it goes in here in case they say anything about it. So we had nothing to clean it up with and Stefan was running around looking for rags and stuff and I just whipped my t-shirt off in the middle of the forecourt and like wiped it up around it and pulled it back on. The problem was... It was the early show in the area then? Yeah. It was uh, a white t-shirt, coolant, rusty water coolant mix all over it. it was good. So I a pulled, real nice look. Oh yeah. So it was like tie-dye, which was fun. Got up to the MOT centre anyway and the guy comes out and before he takes it in, there's two of them looking around it and I was like, oh shit, this is going to be... It's going to be interesting because you know, when you bring something modified, it's always that wee bit sort of dodgy. He was asking questions about it anyway. So as usual, now you can't go into the centre. You have to stand out to the side. So we went over and this other MOT guy come over where a crowd of us were standing and like beckoned me over to him. I sort of thought to myself, it's not me he's looking because he's not the one who took the car. And then, so I stood and then he looks and he points again. I sort of pointed at myself and he was like, nodded. So I came over anyway and he says to me, I was sort of going, what What has happened to this thing? Is it went and fire or something? And he pulls out his phone with a picture of Lee's jet on it from Dubshed. He says, is that your car? I was like, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, I, I thought you were going to get a fanboy moment there. Where he says, are you Connor from the Reno podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so he'd done the usual smooth and asked him about Dubshed and did he enjoy it? And he brought the kids down and stuff and made a few comments, basically like tell that boy to go easy on that thing. And 
waited another while. The guy came back with it, and he doesn't say it's passed, it's failed. He just gets out and he says, "What engines in that?" So that was a ten minute conversation while the place was absolutely rammed. And you hate the talk, so that must have been painful oh, you know, for me, you, Connor. There's a struggle with this every every time we record. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, so like it does get a lot of attention, which I think it said before it was funny. And then being the two fat men that we are, Steph and I went for a celebratory ice cream. And he says to me, you're talking about attention. He says, look outside. And there was a school kid standing taking a photograph of it. And I was like, that's cool. That's the yeah. next generation coming through. It's nice to see. So that was even, to be honest with you, like that was on the Monday and we weren't leaving to the Friday. There was still a lot of work to do to the Jetta. We had to swap the wheels back for the Porsche wheels, lowered a wee bit, um, just mostly cleaning kind of thing and mm. but odds and ends but it was nice to get it all kind of tidied up without a massive rush um what else did we get up to um all that not very much recovering after last weekend which was pretty intensive yeah last very, night very fun stefan was doing the time belt on the his um caddy van I went over with him and then he, he actually rang me and says come over and sit with me and i was like all right come over and sit of course, I couldn't sit still. And Lucy's caddy, which has been a sort of ongoing long-term project, I sort of foot in with this. And It'd be maybe, so good if she got that out again. Yeah, I can't wait. It's getting there. Good. So uh, we'll talk probably quite a bit about that in the next episode, but um, he needed to mount a, an intake or intake temperature sensor, and he was going to bodge something together, and he was like, I don't really know what to do. And I looked at it. It was aluminium, and he had a bung, and he says, I've got enough bung, but it can't weld, and blah, blah, blah. I can't aluminium weld. I says, just bring it over to Fogel, who you done your exhaust. Yeah. He says, where's he? And I says, Banbridge. Within two hours, done. There you go. Uh, and yep. two hours of that was him getting back to the unit. I was like, happy days. <laughs> so that worked out well. So it was over to those guys. And of course, when we walked in, there was only one bigger slabber than I am in Northern Ireland. Eric Chung. He was <laughs> there. It's like, yes. So that was a, an eventful I evening. I love uh, Eric's Instagram stories. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, he's mad looking onto this. And I was like, you have to be the last one we ever do because it'll get cancelled because he's worse than I am. <laughs> <laughs> there was a funny one this week. He was on the plane. He was over in London, you know, jet setter and all that. Oh, yeah. And it was basically, what was it? Something like, do these people all know I drive an M5? Or <laughs> there was something along that Yeah, there. he definitely leans into Do these that. guys realise this guy sitting beside them drives an M5? <laughs> it's, a, it's that M5 ownership you just busting to tell everyone. So yeah, that's all in the Jetta. That's Is being up. an M5 owner a bit like being a vegan? Yes, you have to tell people. Okay. Militant, militant yeah. M5 owners. One's more fun though, I would imagine. The being vegan? Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's about it. It was nice to say uh, Michael sorted that for very, very quickly, which was good. And much better than us trying to bod something together, which will probably come loose and get sucked into the engine, which would end well less than ideal yes less than ideal mm. um so my next project on that thing is to remake the brake lines i had them all done nicely then when Stefan put the i made them with a mind basically thinking of how the gear shift cables come through and there's actually a linkage on that one and they clashed like they couldn't have clashed anymore ah. so that was good so back to the drawing board with that one yeah that's that's what's up with me what about you guys I have a couple of things just um, before we went to Scotland. I am depressed now because the whole back end of the car is all nicely painted and looks lovely. Um, but my badges look really shit. And I had tried to tidy them up a wee bit before. First of all, I tried painting them. Didn't work. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. Bad move. Um, and then I got the like decals to go over them, which actually were, looked quite well for a while, but now they've started to peel off. And look shit again. So I manage, I can order, or I always could order the Volkswagen badge. And you can get them new from Heritage or you can get new old stock 
ones come up from time to time. But the Jetta badge, I can get like a Jetta GL and a Jetta LX, LX and stuff, but I can't get, can't find anywhere a Jetta C, which mm-hmm. is what mine is. So I ordered the new Volkswagen badge and it looks really nice. Uh, it was a new old stock one on eBay, which was half the price of Heritage. So fuck you, Heritage. Shock. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so now I still can't get So if anybody out there ever comes across a decent condition Jetta C badge, please hit me up. Because I'd like to have two nice badges. Sounds like a Mark 1 Golf Driver badge. Mm. Uh, same sort of thing, yeah. Unicorn shit. No one wanted those cars, so why would the same Sprinkled and sparkles, you know. I think that's what your Mark 1 is, the driver. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how much of a lift that those, like, badges and stuff yeah, can give really a car. Yeah, it really looks nice. It's probably, like, loads of, like, wee tiny, like, little, like, micro, micro scratches that dull the badge slightly. Mm-hmm. And you don't realise you're seeing that. Have you checked, there's a guy on Instagram, Renew Yard. I, I follow him as well. Does he not do re- re- reproduction badges? Mm. Like he he can make you badges like I can get a badge that says Corrado R thirty two R six T. That's the whole mm. in the right font and yeah. stuff. I think it's yeah. about forty or fifty quid a badge, but if you can't get the badge, it's worth it. Yeah, you will probably give that for a new old stock one anyway. Yeah, um, I'll have a look. And then the other um, little piece of news I have this week is that I got some more new Lego. Absolutely, you know, I love me some Lego. Uh, so Connor had got us, or got me, it was our anniversary. Very nice. Very romantic. Yeah. So it's a... What anniversary was it? Connor starting to work on the Mark III? Or... <laughs> no, that's a long time. It's <laughs> a long time away. <laughs> Sorry, Connor had to... You alright there, Connor? Nope. Same nothing. <laughs> so it's one of the speed champions, my favourites. Um, it is the Charger, Dodge Charger. So you can get the big, you know, like Dom's charger from yeah. Fast and Furious, and you can get a big set of it, which I had looked up before, but it's Technic. I'm not a huge fan of Lego Technic, uh, although it does look cool. But this one's a speed champion, so it's proper Lego, and it has the wee engine coming out of the bonnet and stuff. Looks cool, so I'm looking forward to building that. I forgot to say, I was in the Lego store in Edinburgh, Glasgow, I think it was. It's an expensive spot. Lego ain't cheap anymore. No. No, because we went in with Ian and Leah, do you remember, after mm-hmm. Disneyland? And it was just, I was walking around going, look at the nuts. price of everything. Absolutely nuts. Wish Lego for the win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really mean that. I do a little bit. I'd knock off Lego like your wheels. Yeah, sort of this. What's new with you, Nigel? Not a lot, apart from finishing my modification of the car. I wasn't modifying. Yes, finishing. So, so I got the intake and exhaust fitted to the Mark V Edition 30 and you can't stop there so up to Gary at Autotune and he adjusted the tyre pressure for me so could uh, be a bit faster now I was going to say did you adjust any other pressures? yeah boost pressure yep <laughs> so and you know what season it is? Hmm? it's boost season it's boost season it's yeah. coming in October it is yeah so yeah uh, drove up oh, it must have been Tuesday Tuesday before I went away to Scotland because yo we need boost for oh, yeah. road trips. He downloaded the logs and got a file put on it. Got the DSG mapped. It's made a world of difference to the DSG. Yeah, you were saying that because I had driven your car for Euro traffic and it was my complaint was the Bob, DSG Bob's down gears. No, yeah, I see. You don't have to play with the paddles if you don't really want to. No, awesome. So. Uh, yeah, it was very surprised the results. Standard, it was making 261 with just an intake and exhaust, so that was up 30 brake horsepower. 
you put a file on it and it made 337. That's ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. I remember you posting that online, messaging Lee going, like, look what this thing's made. Yeah. It goes really, really well now. Not far off the grey one. The grey one was 360. Not a million miles off. The grey one had a lot more torque. This had an intercooler and different wee bits and bobs. So, no real capable car now. Really enjoy it. Are you running a like a high pressure fuel pump running? You know, like no, an upgrade? No. no. That is, you can do that in them, can't you? Oh, I yeah. It's like a, is it an RS4 one? RS4 or an AutoTech one. Aye. It's something I know, I know a wee bit about, but I'm not really sure. One of the interesting things Gary said to me, um, what they suffer from with high mileage cars is the aircon radiator, the fins in them start to flatten. Okay. So it stops the airflow. And oh, he, look, he looked at mine and he says, yeah, that's really restricting airflow. He says, if you put a new radiator on that, you'd probably find another 10 horsepower. It's actually something I never would have thought of, but it makes sense because it's, it's in front of it and then obviously yeah. it's like closing off. No, it's a pretty nippy car now. I would say so. So it's yeah. good It's good fun. Yeah, because they're not an overly heavy car, are they? I think Mark Fies are like 1400 for a non-four-wheel uh, drive one. Very good. I think they are 32, 1600, so, uh, so, 200. So what's next? Uh, sell it. Sell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were trying to sell it because Stefan told me you were trying to sell it to him at the weekend. Oh, he's taking it. Yeah. Oh. It's a no handshake, but he's taking it. Yeah. Excellent. I must no, I'm, I'm, dri- I'm happy enough driving away at the moment, but just enjoy the thing. In the long, long term, um, I have other plans. So Very good. I think there were quite a few drunken deals done at the weekend that we're probably lucky nobody really remembers. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was definitely one of those things. Stefan definitely did agree to go to Ballymena and pick something up for me. Like, yes, I don't think he remembers. He does he remember. Talk about drunken deals. I went over. I took the red mark five with uh, Robin and my friend Johnny Kelly, and uh, the keep it clean merch stand. I went over to and some really nice stuff. Actually, bought this hoodie. Um, real nice hoodie. Bought off them. But before I went up, I sort of looked around. Johnny says, oh, I got a t-shirt on the t-shirt. And I said, oh, sure, we'll come back in half an hour and the side. And then I started to realise a lot of people in here, you know, I don't know how much stock they have. Oh, yeah. And I says, right, Johnny, come on. We'll go over here. I, I turns around, you know, sure, I'll bet. And hopefully we'll get a bit more bargaining power. We'll see if we can bargain. Uh-huh. And uh, it was two of the organisers, uh, other halves. I was like, right, uh, I got that t-shirt and that hoodie and I'm sure you do some sort of deal. And you just sort of smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full price. Oh, yes. So Johnny, uh, joke with me and Johnny is now we're doing a deal, get Nigel involved because he's a top, top, top salesman. You know, yeah, I like it. <laughs> Absolutely zero discount. <laughs> you should have sent Gethin and he's the salesman, you see. Even smoozing them. Oh, dear. Uh, we missed a few things when we were away as well. Which I was quite upset about, and you guys have actually oh, well, right. yeah. taken part in. You want to take part in yeah. was the the drag day, the Ben Lawrence run. Yeah, I think the last run ran four or five years ago. Yeah, I took the Crado VR6 Turbo up to it. Great day out. Daffy didn't get smoked by a diesel. Huh? Daffy didn't get smoked by a diesel. Did I? Yeah, I get smoked by a, was it a Mark Four? No, I kept with me up to about oh, hundred. Then you're all gone, were you? It's just fast and furious. See you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hit that nitro spot and gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was a 250 brake oh, like diesel pers- well we've got him now mm. yeah. oh, like he's annoyed and then I was running 195 tyres so I couldn't get off the line well, any more excuses I can find here how long to look through a book I was going to say this is like me in the list of excuses of painting Lee's car <laughs> uh, yeah it looked to be a great day despite the fact that it looked like you could have raced a fucking canoe at it um, the weather looked atrocious mm. yeah and it was pretty good weather running up to it I thought we would have got a washout for clean fest too but we actually got the good weather for once it rained as soon as the show was over at clean fest yeah. Yes, aye. 
Um, it was terrible driving home the weather. Always mental. Stretch and Kang's um, not so good. Funny, rain, as it turns funny, out. Funny, Robin said to me about an hour before we got to the ferry, so he says that would not be a fun drive home in the Jetta with a... Aye. It wasn't the best, but we made it. Yeah, yeah it was when we got there. Um, yeah, so shout out Ben and his team because they've, they've brought that back yeah. well, which is good to see. We should get Ben back on again. I think he had a better crack. He went down well the last time. I think they're organising the day in end of April next year. Very good, yeah. I think they dropped the date the last weekend in April. Well, that means that Lee needs to find herself some racing wheels. I know that. Do you? Mm-hmm. Or the set that you keep borrowing off seven? Yeah. No. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna buy my own. Buy fifteens. I don't want to be a. Go fifteens a wee bit more tire. Yeah, I yeah. think so. It amazes me to the day like I used to go to Santa Pod years ago, and you know if you had a high thirteens quarter mile car, you were some operator. You were the boy. That drag day, <sighs> regular boys in the Levens. Yeah, that's crazy. Look at what Boydie's S three does. And like he was doing that in the wet again there yeah. too. So great to have something like that back in the scene going around. It is, yeah. Yeah, definitely want to try and get to the next one. Um, today then, A86 Fest is on. Have you seen any footage from that? Haven't, mm-hmm. to be honest It is you. rammed. It's basically Mandelo, where we were for LZ Fest, and it's just rammed out in the track. And, it, and they have it like a track day and show area or what? Yes, aye. So it, it's huge. Like if, I've seen photos and stuff of it before, and I've just seen a few bits this morning when I was browsing through, Like, and it's just A86s everywhere. So I, I think they might have broke a record before for like the big, the most of them in one area a few years back and stuff. So I saw one in Carlo yesterday. I'm probably heading to it. White over black. Nice. You can't like a UK spec type one. Like oh, dude, I have no idea. I had like I the, just about knew what it was. Was it like the mini lights and the jam speed and the, it had big like solid looking wheels on it. Oh, so more JDM. Mm. Nice. Not my bag, but. It looked a clean one, in fairness. They're a car that I quite like the look of, but in standard form or standardish form, they're horrible to drive. They're great mm. for about 20 minutes and then you just get bored of them. I'd say you stuck like an SR one or something, make it a bit more lively. Mm. Um, and then the other one we missed, we missed this by, I was going to say a country mile, but it wasn't. It was more like an Atlantic Ocean, was Roots Classic over in the yeah, States. Yeah, I was going to talk about Smith. that. No. Uh, so that's People's Car Podcast and uh, Volk's Crack. Um, Matt Euro- Morrison, Eurocraft, craft. all put on like a big indoor show for Mark Ones to Mark Three. Uh, well, pre two K, so we had Beatles and stuff as mm-hmm. well. So the whole thing with the American scene seems to be a lot of it's outdoor, which you get mm-hmm. away with because obviously you it's much get better the weather. weather. <laughs> so like a big conference center hired, and it was all indoor with all the older cars, and then the newer cars like Mark Four onwards was outside. So it just looked like a really really good event. And Wildwood, New Jersey, where it was, is like there's loads going on around it. So it was a bit like, a bit like we said, Bikini Fest that you kind of go for the show, but there's a lot more than that as well. Yeah. So it's good to see. And I think that was their first time doing that too, which was good. So they've got a bit of a taste of what it's like as to be involved in shows like that or organized. It's just hats off to them. Yeah. So it's good to see. And they did a lot of um, kind of a similar style to. Alpine, where they had the, the mates running up yeah. to it and stuff, like Mark 1 meet, Mark 2 meet and stuff. So I'd say it was a brilliant weekend. I'm, I'm sorry we couldn't make it. And it doesn't make our next year's decisions any easier sorry, for where sorry we're going to go. Sorry we couldn't hop above, across the pond, you know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're catching a bus when you said like that, Lee. <laughs> it's stupid, though, because we do a couple of shows and it does sort of feel like you're just nipping across because we do short, short journeys. But I tend to get uh, them guys across here. Yes, I know, definitely. Go on the drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's it for new us, is it? 
I think so. Um, has anybody got any news news? Um, I have one here. And it's kind of an odd one. Is well, like Hyundai, they've recently done their, their concept cars and stuff and done mm. a really cracker job on it. And I kind of come out of the blue with Hyundai, who have been doing good performance stuff, but you haven't really seen any cool con- concepts. Dacia have thrown their hat in the ring. Oh, with the Dacia Sandero <laughs> oh. Duster. No, not even either of those. Uh, a manifest, a manifesto. You call it manifest. So this thing is a dear me. It's a manifesto. It's like a futuristic. Um, there's no doors on it. EV. James May will be getting a chub right now. Oh yeah. Uh, it looks like something out of Halo, actually. You know, it's like a off-roady exploration type thing. Um, I'm sure I could find one here. But it's like an open cabin, airless tires. So it's like, you know, those like spongy type tires that don't... Kind of like run flats, but not. Yeah, but they're like an open weave nearly through them. Uh, it's a concept that's been banded around for 20 years and nobody else really seems to have actually got it. But it's not going into production, which is, of course not. is unsurprising. <laughs> but I did think it was also quite cool. Also, it's Dacia, so... Well, I just thought it was cool because it's Dacia trying something different. Now, what they have seen to have done is a lot of the interior stuff is going to be carried over into future models. Okay. So they've got a thing called U-Clip, which is like a like a patented thing they've done with their dash that you can buy accessories and mount them, you know, for like screens, sat-navs, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, And with what I reckon is the impending recession, I would imagine Dacia is going to do quite well because they're mm. probably some of the cheapest cars you can buy in the UK. I genuinely considered buying a Duster 4x4 because yeah. they come in this like metallic army green and it was like two years old and it was like seven grand or something and I was like, that's cheap motoring. Like, yeah, like you could buy that and just run it into the ground. Yeah. Ba- Bangernomics, that's cool. Absolutely. Exactly, yeah. Um, Speaking of that kind of weird cars, we saw a Citroen Ami on the way here. Yes. Oh. Our favourite. Sitting outside Citroen and Donaldstown up on a ramp. Very good. So I might have to head up. We're going to stop on the way home. How we <laughs> have a look at it. Um, it's so cute. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's well. It's not even a car, but for this yeah. technically, well, I suppose this isn't a car either. It's, it's a it's concept, a, which is a thing. it's a render. <laughs> um, but I think as I say, like that's been built basically to showcase a lot of their interiors, and they have a thing called Starkle, which is what they're making the body panels out of now. It's like twenty percent recycled plastic as well. Save the sea turtles. Save the sea turtles. Mm. Put the plastic into the cars. So, uh, yeah, that sort of thing will probably carry through because I think, well, they're technically Reynolds and they've been dabbling with plastic body panels for an absolute lifetime from the early Cleos and stuff. So I'd say that'll probably carry through too. Isn't Gavin's Jag a lot of it plastic? Yeah, plastic or... Composite of some yeah, description. Some sort of composite, yeah. yeah. Um, I've used, you've seen Gavin's Jag? Yeah. Like most of the body panels and that aren't steel. Right. You can actually go up to the quarter panels and like push them flex. and flex them the same with the roof. The first car I noticed that on was a Renault Clio years ago. Yes, like the Mark II Clio's with the wings. Yeah, everybody was like, oh, plastic wings. Aye. Which actually was quite smart because yeah. look how bad the it wings rust in the Mark III's. Yeah, it's genius. Yeah. Give me some of them plastic, plastic wings for the Mark III's. forever. So. Yeah. Well, speaking of new cars, have you seen the new Ferrari SUV that's not an SUV? It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, I really want the one. Wait, the waiting list that will be mental. Oh, insane. Is that because it's actually nice? Yeah. Do you I know th- how to pronounce it? Absolutely no idea. No, me neither. I'm convinced it's not a word. I'm going to try... Puro Sangha. Is that not it? No. The papity poopity. <laughs> um, yeah, it's stunning. Very, That's all I can say, really. It's definitely... got suicide rear doors. No way. Yeah. Hang on, I'll show you a picture. It's got Porsche vibes. 
That is stunning. It's class. Do you know what it reminds me of? The F12 just beefed up. Yeah. Yes, actually. Yeah. Because it's got the F12 front end. And that's be back. Really, really well done. It, the car that for five or six years ago, maybe longer, they said, we'll never make an SUV. Here we go. Well, they're saying it's not an SUV. It's not. Ah, Don't call uh, it that. What's the term for it then? I can't remember. Um, I'll find, it's in this boo. article here somewhere. It's a USV. Utility <laughs> sports vehicle. But uh, things that I like about it. A, it looks class. Suicide doors, awesome. It's got a big donkey in it, hasn't it? It doesn't have um, like a rear bench seat. It's got two individual seats in the back. So it's not, they're trying to steer away from the kind of mommy mobile. That's why it's not an SUV. Yeah. It's a uh, four-seater. Yeah, uh, it's like a four-seater a type thing. kind of. And the boot's like pretty small. Um, it's not going to be practical. No, it's just going to be absolutely silly. And of course, V12. I was just going to say, there's a, there's a V of some sort of thing. Yes. So. But that'll be the flagship well, V12. There's probably a cheaper option. Or a Ferrari just going, no. That's my Italian. I don't no, know. Sorry, Is that your Italian new? Here, if Lee can do Australian, you can do Italian. Here. So, <coughs> approximate starting price, €390,000. So what a bargain. Yeah, absolutely, say, yeah. I agree. Get one each. Isn't it <laughs> funny, though, like, we, we're we kind of against those, like, SUV, sporty, you know, like, like your like the Lamborghini Aros and stuff doesn't really interest any of us but Ferrari have produced this and you go fuck that's cool it is that's cool. the sort of thing you're a multi-millionaire that's your daily driver road trip I've got luggage with me blast up the road yeah machine. that's when you have the Ferrari and you want it you want your daily to match and you go I'll have that I wonder how much the Ben uh Bentley Pentiago what's it in money wise Do I don't know probably something similar I've probably priced it in around that competition. Mm, Cullinan or whatever the That's the rules one, isn't it? Yeah. Like, what would you rather have? The Ferrari yeah. all day long, <laughs> yeah. because it actually looks nice. Yeah. I suppose the Rolls one, which is horrific. Oh, oh. the London taxi lookalike? Yep. Very good. Uh, that's me out of news. Yeah, same. I just happened to notice something on the suggested feed, and it was basically a new £100 charge for petrol station customers will come into force across the UK soon. £100 charge for petrol season? Now, when you go to... No, you don't actually. I was going to say the, the pre or the self-service stations you get charged, but you don't. It's just to have certain calories of charge. So say you want to put £80 in, you don't put £80 in. Uh-huh. See, for about a few hours, they'll charge £80. And oh, they hold it. It's like a holding thing. So this must be an advancement of that. So uh, people will have to pay a new holding charge before filling up. Petal station customers across the UK are set to be affected by a new policy, which will see them filling a hold charge of £100 before they fill up. Retailers said the change is being introduced to, introduce, to ensure that people have the funds they need to make a purchase, not they might drive off. Aye. Absolutely not. I was going to say 120 quid would even cut, or 100 quid wouldn't so cover you the daily. It coincides with the fact that to fill a car, you need to rob a bank. Yeah. So after taking payment for the fuel purchase, any unspent funds will then be given back to the customer. The new payment scheme has been trialed at dozens of petrol stations and is now set to be rolled out to every UK petrol station. The exact date for when the change will come into force has not been confirmed. Those with questions are being asked to contact their debit or credit card provider. Visa said it decided to bring in the change to help people keep an eye on their finances. And MasterCard appears to have followed suit. A statement on the Visa website explains the way you pay for fuel self-service pumps is changing. 
making it easier to keep an eye on your finances. Working with retailers and our payment partners, we are improving the experience of Petal Four Gorge across, across the UK. Our innovative payments solutions means that you can make a quick pit stop to fill up your vehicle without entering the shop and keep control of your budget at the same time. We've been able to do that for years. Because there's no change. I don't work in the petrol retailing industry, so I don't have any experience in what I'm saying. But I don't think it's a huge problem. No. Really? Like, I, I'm i in a lot of petrol stations, as you may imagine. I don't think I've ever seen anybody not being able to pay, you know... It probably happens, even, but... I mean, yeah, drive-offs, but again, I don't think they're that common. Really, in the grand scheme, I've only ever Which seen. Which surprise one. you how common it is. Oh, really? Laura worked in Palace Station mm-hmm. for fifteen years. Fake plates on. So if you're authorized, if you're not authorizing because you're needing prepayment, they're paying for it. Uh, you have fake fake plates on because they're not getting the petrol until mm-hmm. they authorize it. So it stops that. But then you could just say I'm going to pay at the till. But I don't understand how this benefits. But if all the pumps. This is going to be a bit of a rant. I fucking hate prepay petrol. It drives me insane. Um, I find but it if all the pumps this one's come there, I think it's really handy. Go to like prepay or pay at pump. How does the shop make any money? Because you don't make any money on petrol, as we've discussed before. The, I you know the margin on shop. petrol is like fucking point not not five p or whatever. Um, so you need somebody to go into the shop and buy a bits and bobs, a pint of milk, you know, packet of crisps, whatever, to actually make money. So I don't understand. Are you saying well, the self-service ones? There is no shop. Well, uh, yeah, the self-service ones are fine because you just put in what you want. What Lee's saying about it is she hates doing like the one where you have to go into the shop and prepay and tell them, "Oh, I want forty quid." Because I don't know how much I need. Yeah, because you want to fill the car. Yeah, up. No, that's true. Yeah, that's quite annoying. I hate that. There's don't accuse a... me of being a thief before I've even started because I'm not. Yeah. You ever drove off out there? Yes, I have twice. I never have. I did it after we came back from Eurotripper apparently because we got a letter seven months later. Yeah. And I looked at it and went, I don't get petrol there. And then I looked at my, my account and I obviously went into the shop and bought like like bread seven and drinks and, stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> and stuff after, it was like the day after we came back, obviously it was jet lagged. And I went in and threw diesel into Lee's car and then went into the shop, bought something and forgot to pay for the diesel. And then got a letter seven months later I was like oh fair enough the thing is you go in or you, you fill the car with 20 or 30 quid whatever and then you walk into Willa, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory oh, yeah. and you're going oh I need that snack 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 and then you forget about the oh, fuel you put in it's mm-hmm. easy done yeah Um, another thing I really hate about the pet pumps is the limit is 100 quid it's too low at the minute it's too low yeah my car takes a lot more than that to fill I want to fill my car it's not 100 quid it's 100 litres no it's 100 pounds is it a hundred quid now? Pounds, yeah. yeah. I put hundred forty-five quid in the Before a hundred pounds would have filled most cars. Is that a reason thing? Every one I've ever been to has been the top I, limit I've you can put in is hundred quid. I filled the Q five twice with hundred and forty-three. Hold on, do you mean as in like the the pet like the ones you pay your card at the pump? Aye, card in at the pump. Aye. It says how much do you want to put? The top oh, one right. is a hundred pound. You can't Aye. put any more than that. Because yeah, yeah. I was going to say I filled your this morning and it was hundred and twenty-one or whatever it was. Aye. Yeah. So, I wonder why that is. They really need a software update. They must do because pr- probably like a year ago, £100 would have been enough for yeah, pretty yeah. much any oh, car on the yeah. road. Yeah. And now it isn't. And they haven't got to the point of updating it yet, which is stupid. You got a good wee run in there? Yeah. Enjoy that? Did a wee bit. It's good. So, they're going to take your £100 off and hope that the computers don't fail and screw you on it. Pretty much. Good luck with that because mm. technology never fails. No. 
Um, I just have a little bit here about shows and events um, locally that have been postponed or changed after the death of the Queen. So the Big McMillan Car Show at Turkington's in Portadown has been rescheduled for this Thursday, 22nd. Which will be the day after this goes out. Yeah. Uh, Country comes to town, Portadown. Can't imagine we'll be there, but for anyone who's interested, rescheduled to the 3rd of October. And... The charity car meet in aid of Cancer Fund for Children at the Boulevard slash outlet Bambridge uh, rescheduled to Saturday the 9th of October from 9am to 1pm. I think we're going to that, are we? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, also coming up, reminder slash shameless plug for Deutsche Collective. Buzzing for it. Yep. Can't we? Um, that'll be Saturday the 24th at Scarva House in Scarva. All German marks welcome. Also, same weekend on the Sunday, a legendary motor show is going ahead in Derry Stroke, Londonderry. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's always the same weekend as Titanic Dub, so I've never been to it for that reason. Well, the problem I have with it is it's a long day on the Saturday, and then it's a long drive up to Derry Aye. next day. Yeah. That takes out, yeah. But here I'm old. Young people. <laughs> they can Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> um, You guys got some YouTubes, I'm guessing? I have not. No. What? There we go. Good thing I have some. Uh, so, obviously, I was in a massive backlog with YouTube with the run-up to CleanFest with the Jetta, so caught up all Jimmy Oaks' stuff. It was cool seeing their kind of take on what was happening here, because he went to, like, JDM distribution. Sorry, yeah, well, yeah, I was just going to say it. You've seen them I've anyway. seen the LZ vlogs. Uh, and he records a lot with his struggle with right-hand drive drifting. He was, like, in car footage of him on the practice days and stuff, and he just is... He really struggled. The, the amount of like times he nearly punched the side window out, going to grab the hydraulic handbrake on the right-hand side instead of the left. Yet Adam, Adam's LZ just jumped in. But then Adam so. LZ's a FD driver. You yeah. know, there's a big difference. For... I but it was a retraining of the brain. Oh, I, yeah. It wasn't a lot to do with FD if he's, you know. No. Um, that's I noticed. We'll talk about that shortly. But I noticed a lot of the American drivers struggling with that right-hand yeah. drive concept. Um. Drift Games done a good video interviewing Darren McNamara. Did you watch it with the, his three cars? It's, it's on my list, but I haven't got it yet. It's a good watch. So he does the, his own S14, he does the Quattro, and then Sultan's A86, which three absolutely amazing cars. And Darren goes full Southern Irish man on him, like just, <laughs> you know, yourself the way he is. He's very laid back. And at one point he gets his beer spilt and he loses the plot, which is quite funny. I think he's based not far from Fermoy. Yes, he's down that neck of the woods, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Evenflow country. Yes, very similar kind of yeah. uh, kind of people, I would say. Uh, then the last one is just a new channel, is Earl's Auto Works, is a friend of ours in the States, and he's, Earl's a mechanic, and he's just started doing just YouTube tutorials, and he probably branched into different stuff, but uh, him and his wife have some amazing collection of, like, Mark IIs, Mark Threes. Mark fours, and then mm. they both have uh, what are the Porsche Jeeps? Cayenne. Cayennes. So he put he put a lift kit. He does like a like a basically a DIY on a, a lift kit on it, um, and God love him. There's part of it where he, he gets the first one in, and he turns around and he is just drenched in sweat. And that's when you realise that in Georgia it's a lot hotter than it is in Northern Ireland. Humidity, yeah. Because right. mm-hmm. that's what I was saying. Like if I was there, like I I would get nothing done. There's about th- there's about three months a year I would be able to work over winter and then. No, can't do anything else. Um, but yeah, it's actually, for someone starting out, it's an absolutely great channel. And I'm looking forward to see what else he does with that. But that is me for YouTube. Awesome. So the only things we have left to talk about is shows we've been at. Yes. 
Um, so kicking off with three weeks ago now. No, two weeks. Two Because it was the day after we recorded. Okay. Um, be nearly three weeks by the time this comes out. Uh, LZ Fest. Yes. Down at Mondello. One word to summit, really mental. Yeah. It definitely was. It was nuts. Um, yeah, so we talked about this in the last episode of what it is. Was basically Drift Games. Dave had got a amalgamation of YouTubers. And Inter- international YouTubers and Drift royalty. Yeah, across to Ireland to compete at Mandelo. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to be kind of, the way it worked out essentially was that it was basically Ireland versus the rest of the world. Um, and to be honest, I always imagined it was only going to go one way and it did. And it did. <laughs> the Some of the battles were absolutely incredible. So you had, um, who was the first one up? There was, well, your old mate from Driftworks. Phil. Yes. Phil blew my mind on his first qualifying run. The V8 A86. Against James Dean. Yeah. That the, was such a pattern. The the man hadn't drove that 86 in four years in anger. Hadn't been doing a lot of drifting. I think he had a track day just before. I think it was just a track day. The, just a drive the weekend before. The field it was a drift event. And it looked like he hadn't been away from drifting against James Dean. He was right on his door in the qualifying Yeah, mm-hmm. the noise of that car too is unreal. Yeah, pure um, thunder. Did you see, I know Lee's seen it because Lee was with me all day, but did you see Darren McNamara versus Connor Shannon? What round was that in? I'm not sure because I know you had to dip like, out early. I think top 16 we were there. Today. The Basically it was Darren McNamara in the S14 and Shanahan was in a borrowed BRZ. And McNamara literally bashed him around it. Like, he was on, it wasn't on his door. He was smacking his door. Like, I mean, it was literally yeah. every transition, bang. Next transition, bang, right against him, pushing him around. I was like, that's impressive considering that's not his car. Yeah. So that'll be fun to hand back to your guy, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, what else was there? Oh, you probably missed as well was Adam LZ versus Kevin Quinn. Mm-hmm. The two S15s. Yeah. That was quite cool because the two S15s were basically identical cars going against each other. And then at one point, a bootleg came off an R32 and smacked the windscreen of Adam LZ's car. I seen that. And he was like, please don't put me out because I want to continue this here. Like he was obviously enjoying it, Um, which would have been impressive because we talked there a bit about struggling with right hand drive cars. He also had to contend with the fact that he couldn't see through his windscreen, which was quite good. Um, We had an absolute blast. Yeah. we're in separate cars and we got there we get lost on the way down oh it was an absolute nightmare we missed the turn off and there was no phone signal yeah Mandela's infrastructure is absolutely so I was texting you no signal and then about 7 o'clock you replied yep so yeah. oh, it was mental um, yeah because like I think we end up in different grandstands and everything I reckon there was 10,000 on Saturday and it was a real wet day on Saturday and then there's 20,000 on Sunday yeah uh, they've done a live stream and I think it was over 100,000 views that's that's mental like yeah, yeah. But it's it, qu- it was really, really good, but just a wee bit packed for the proper enjoy. I thought that the my only real issue with it, and it was a brilliant day and fair play to those guys. It was too busy. But there was too many people. Yeah. There wasn't enough room. There wasn't enough food vendors, food vendors toilet facilities, um, and getting out was just mental. Yeah, Aim And I think I- it looked like they had oversold the grandstands. Because there was people with grandstand tickets no, no. who couldn't get a seat. Did you not see what happened? There was We walked past at one stage and the wee fella that was checking for armbands had given up and he was just on his phone and people were just walking straight past well, him. That's that what it was. And that was really unfair to people who'd pay for the grandstand. And Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, Eamon and I queued for over an hour to get food for us, yeah. which was 
like on a hot day it was pretty bad we just stuck it out and we stopped the downshare on the way home and got a very very nice dinner aye but you were probably home before we even left Mandela that was uh, the thing probably wasn't I don't too. think we left Man- well it was over about 6 and I don't think we were leaving Mandela after 7 because yeah. trying to get out of the place all right, aye. I was nuts but yeah was, all in that like the event itself was actually a really yeah, uh, like brilliant. a really really strong event really well set out but I just think there was a few thousand pe- people too, too many. many yeah the good thing about it too as well, it puts Ireland on the map, like on a world scale for what's happening here, especially with the JDM stuff, like, you know, all those YouTubers come and making videos. And like, I watch Jimmy Oaks, but I don't watch Adam LZ. And there'll be other people who watch all those individually. So you mm-hmm. have like maybe eight or 10 different YouTubers really putting it out there to see what is happening here, which mm-hmm. is quite cool. What was your favourite car? On the, like the drift car? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably McNamara. Well... It didn't really drift. I was going to say McNamara's Coupe with Audi, Audi Quattro. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I do like an S13. Like, what, what do you? The Navara. Oh, the Navara. Yeah. Yeah. Driftworks. Driftworks car. Yeah, those are all strong choices. I like the Vet as well. Didn't expect to like it, but I did. Colette could drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big time. And again, though, she was in a left-hand drive car, so it kind of comes more natural, yeah. which is good. Who was the other? There was a few girls. Who was the one who said she didn't bring her race suit and stuff? Becky yeah. Evans. Yeah. I asked James Dean's girlfriend. And that's why I was like, come on, girl. Like, your woman Colette came from the States and she had obviously brought hers. Well, to be fair, Jimmy Oaks <laughs> didn't bring his either. He had to borrow Dave's. That's right. And he was coming to compete. <laughs> Silly Jimmy. Um, Jimmy Oaks' vlogs were brilliant for the week. Yes. And he actually said in those videos that he's not a vlogger. He doesn't like what he does. The is vloggy his, type Is the thing. build kind yeah. of thing. They went. They ended up uh, meeting up with Juice Box Boys and seen that the JDM Bistro or Distro. Um, so I definitely made the most of the time there. Like. I think it blew the Americans' minds the quality and the sheer yeah. rarity of cars. Aye, and then the aggression of the drivers too. Yeah, it definitely was that. Well, it ended up at the end with all the Irish drivers in the in the final four. Yeah, final eight maybe. With all the Irish boys. Tomas apart from Ke- maybe Adam LZ. Tomas Kiley was up against he was brilliant. James, James Dean. Dean. That battle was incredible. And it was kind of a follow-up to them battling a few years ago, which went one more time, three times. So it was cool getting to see them. And the, I can't remember who was in the end, but it was kind of an anti-climax the last run. And I was like, if they had had Kiley up against him on the last run, that would have been a brilliant finisher yeah. for the day. But it's just, it was just like, I think it was mechanical failure on the day was really what, what killed the last run. Um, met Jimmy Oaks as well. I had did, to keep did him, you, Connor? I had to keep him behind the fence. He was yeah. in a he was in a locked compound for his own safety. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> them guys couldn't really walk around the place, or they got mobbed. No. In fact, in one of his vlogs, he said that he wanted to go out and look at the car show, and he was like, "Dave, come up to him." I was like, "Don't go out there. Yeah. Just, just don't do it." Yeah. 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 It's funny too. I've seen a few of the local guys have made YouTube videos from being down there. So Six Mile Style have one out already. So. I'm sure there'll be more out, but check those guys out if you want to actually see what we're talking about. Maybe you weren't there, maybe you were there. I think half the country were there, to be fair. Yeah, bumped into a few guys. Quite a lot of people. Um, Graham with the polo. Yes. You, I, I met him on the way out, actually. Funny, I bumped into John Bill, and he texted me afterwards saying my girlfriend was like, I know his voice from somewhere, and he told her I worked for, was it like UTV or the BBC or something? <laughs> <laughs> or was, like was a, it Cool FM cool or something? FM, yeah, I'm on Cool FM. Cool apparently. FM, yeah. <laughs> so he reads the weather out the face for radio um shout out to eamon for driving us down being an yes, absolute legend thank you and shout out to stephen halfordy who we met uh in the burger king on the way home yes so 
Um, yeah, he he did quite well. He got third place on the Saturday, so he yeah. did. Then got up, go against them. Um, I think Stephen's problem we were saying was he just doesn't have the power of those yeah. big crazy cars. It's an M3 engine and an E36. He's topping out low 300s. Uh, Some of those cars are running 70, 800 horsepower. That's the thing. I remember drifting was a reasonably affordable thing here. I remember uh, Andy Cooper and Looney all used to it. And yep. It just became a numbers game. You needed six or 700 brake to... Well, I'll not say what he's building, but Stephen's building something... That's going to compete. Good. Yeah. And he can steer for sure. Yeah. So, so it'll be interesting to see him yeah. getting to grips with that. Love to get him back on, actually. Yeah. I probably chatted with that. Mm. So, yeah. No, it seemed to be. They all enjoyed themselves, too, which was good. Mm-hmm. And his mum and dad were there. And they're good crack, as always. They are. Yep. Moving on, then, to the next show. So, first of all, we're going to let you hear the interview that we recorded with Terry at CleanFest. So Terry is a girl who we met at CleanFest last year, Connor and I. She drives a Del Sol. Yep. Well, you'll hear in the interview, she'll explain a little bit more about it. But it was kind of a between projects, lockdown kind of a build. And we happened to get talking to her and she told us all about it. And it's a really cool and interesting story. So this year when we were back and met her again, we asked her, would she she come on the mic and, and tell us? So she has done. Accent warning, she's Scottish. Uh, so if you think mine and Robin and Paul Glennon's accents are strong, wait till you hear this one. Yeah. So the for the Americans, <laughs> maybe hit that slow down button on your... <laughs> Go half speed. <laughs> well, to be fair, if you can understand us, you should be fine. Yeah, but no, it'll be grand. So here it is and enjoy. Okay, so Lee and I are sitting down with our friend Terry Quinn here at CleanFest. Nigel is somewhere kicking around. Think somewhere he's on... hungover, dying probably. Yeah, he's down. on the GTI stand. <laughs> He's there in body, but not in soul. Um, yeah, so Terry is someone we bumped into at Clean Fest last year, and we were walking across the show field, and I caught sight of her car and went, that is so fucking cool. And we actually just bumped into you at the car, Terry. Yeah. And you were explaining it, and I thought, this is a really cool story. So um, tell us a bit about yourself, what you're into, car-wise, that kind of thing. Um, okay, so I'm mostly into, I don't know if this will go down well on this podcast, mostly into Jap stuff. Well, we're open to everything. This is our first <laughs> Jap interview, do you yes, think? Yes, there you go. Oh, I would say so, actually, yeah. <laughs> Broadening our horizons. Um, yeah, I got I kind of got into cars because um, I wasn't really that bothered about them, and then one day my dad brought home an FTO, and it uh-huh. was the first one that kind of made me like go, oh, that looks completely different to everything else, and I'd be in an FTO, everything broke on it, so oh, yeah. I was just kind of hanging around like watching what he was up to and kind of annoying him to get him to explain everything to me at the time and then it kind of got to the point where I actually knew a bit from that point point. Um, then I bought an FTO once I could learn how to drive and I did it up much to his dismay because he was just like oh you shouldn't be changing the wheels on this you shouldn't be doing that oh he was a, he wanted original he was so against it like he did not want me to get into cars so anything that I had to do modifying wise was like on the sly or, or you always say like oh, you won't believe how cheap all of this stuff was like I didn't yeah. pay for any of these they all just like fell just, into my just, hands just appears yeah it just appeared um, and then I eventually got my dream car um, which was an S13 and went down to Plymouth for it and when we got there we had to take a flight train taxi everything just to get there so by that point you're just kind of like i don't care what this looks like just I'm, give me the I'm keys it, yep. i'm just taking this and sure enough that was um 
what we ended up with. Um, so we ended up having to, we've got two dear friends that stay in Leicester and thank God we do because we had to stop on the way there because the turbo was completely separated from the manifold. <laughs> and we were driving up the road like, my head's really sore, is your head really sore? And Barry turns to me, he's like, I can't see. And it was like, because it was just, we'd basically just get carbon monoxide oh, poisoning God. all the way up. The seat was welded to the floor. They'd done a midnight swap of. They'd taken the clutch out and like put just the standard one back in. So, oh shit! Um, everything had just fallen to bits. It was completely rotten. So I'd spent so long working on that that I just absolutely sickened myself with cars, and I ended up. I was just like, I think I'm done. I think I actually think I'm done. By the time you start cutting away everything that needed done, I was just like, there's nothing left of this. So. It is soul destroying, and like, we have been at that point ourselves, and so yeah. many of our friends. And like we, there's friends here in the G Town I stand who have had cars ten years plus. Uh-huh. Like my Polo's been off the road from '09, and they've built a couple other cars since. You know, and that's what happens. You just get jaded. You just, you just get absolutely sickened of it. So I ended up um, just putting it on the back burner, and Barry had got kind of upset about it as well because he could see that it was. Like, he's like, you've done it. You've got the car that you want, but you just. And like every single thing on that wants to break, it wants to bite you every time you walk yeah. past it, rip apart your leg for no reason. It's like great, and it's the money that you need to sink into them now with the JDM tax has just went through the roof. Oh, it's that crazy, you're like, yeah. But fortunately, we'd managed to get like I got an SR20 um, with the loom ancillaries gearbox, everything for like fifteen hundred pound, and that just doesn't happen anymore. No. Like you can hardly get a gearbox for that. Never mind everything. So I've like got it and just it got just got absolutely scunnered with it so I ended up just shelving it for a while and then to try and get me back into cars like I've always kind of wanted a Del Sol and one of them came up on eBay that was 250 quid buy it now and it was another one you need to go and get it from down south and we're just like oh Christ here we go again here we go again and um, Barry's like do you have the money for it I was like I've got the money for it so he just took my phone out of my hand and then just bought it and he's like right we're going to get it and it had like nine months MOT so like Listen, I could smash that about for nine months and then just write it off or break it yep. and then make my money back. Quid, yeah. But we went down there, smashed headlight, exhausted, rotten off it. Um, it had absolutely no paint and all of the seals had had masking tape on it and then been left out in the sun and oh. the rain and the sun and the rain. So they were absolutely ruined. Oh. But it drove like an absolute wee sweetie. It started, we had the bump start because mm-hmm. it's been sat out and it drove amazing. I was like, hmm. So we got it home took all the bumpers side skirts off it and it was perfect factory paint perfectly straight it has absolutely no business being as clean as it is like I was expecting <laughs> it to be absolutely rotten and all the places that Del Sol rot there is nothing on that I was like okay so thought oh, I'll just rattle can it and we ended up we rattle canned it and it actually came out really well like because we were just been you know you can learn anything on YouTube oh yeah so we just, oh, I'm the king of that <laughs> <laughs> exactly everyone's a professional thanks to YouTube oh yeah um, so we did that and then thought oh right now it looks good in paint like maybe we should wrap it and then I ended up just getting like a China special wish roll of vinyl and it was so thick uh-huh. it was terrible and it didn't move um, so I did a terrible job of that but my friends Suki and Ninja they run a wrapping company at the time so they were like listen we've got stuff here and then we went down there we did just a weekend took the whole car apart wrapped it and they did an amazing job of it and did you find there was a big difference between like the cheap wrap and the expensive wrap yeah I think so because it just doesn't the cheaper stuff it just doesn't move it Uh it just doesn't and then I don't think it really helped that we didn't know what we were doing anyway so when when they actually showed us like oh well that's interesting but give me that and I'll do it properly I was like oh thanks Um, and then after that I think the wrap 
something happened to the paint, uh, not the paint, um, the colour in it. Um, I don't know if it was the sun that damaged it, but it started going really black. Right. So I ended up ended up taking the wrap off it, and then obviously this is all pre-COVID times, and then when COVID happened, um, my partner's mum was working um, at a train yard, and it was shutting down, and they had all this old paint, and they had loads and loads of different stuff, so they basically turned up in a transit van and went, oh, that's a shame, and then took basically everything. <laughs> I they... love where that goes. That's <laughs> fantastic. So we got furloughed, and instead of me turning into an alcoholic, I thought, better actually do something with my time. And uh, we ended up just uh, painted the Del Sol. So again, same thing. YouTube it, and we opened this tin of paint. Like, so my paint coat is blue. There just is no, blue. there is no. And is that what it currently is? At the that moment? is what it currently okay, is at yeah. the moment. Is a uh, train paint blue. And um, so the only thing that I bought was just lacquer. And uh-huh. at the last minute, I went, hmm, I wonder if I should put some glitter in this. And I was like, well, why not? So and then I grossly overestimated how much glitter you actually need to paint a car. So I had bought three big bags of it, and uh-huh. I needed literally a thimble. I don't, <laughs> and, it, and it's still working overtime. It's literally party time over there. So I don't so. think you overestimated. I think it looks so cool. Yeah, and it's like being kind of reserved Volkswagen kid. It shouldn't be something I like, but it was the color that caught my eye originally. Yeah. And it's, it's just so cool. Well, that's it. It's just, see, so long as it's a laugh. You yep. know what I mean? It's just, that's well, all I can always think. Like, I just want to have a, a, like, a silly, like, we, we call ourselves Race Fab because, like, we just, we like racy, stupid cars and then, like, started learning how to weld as well. So we just ended up Race Fabs. <laughs> that's what it is. And that's the fun of it with your mates just getting together and that's passing it. something that's together. That's been the best fun that we've had is just, like, getting all your mates together and then just working on cars. And we're really fortunate to have such good friends that are all into the same thing as well. We're pretty much the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And it's what I like about your car too is that even though, like, say the, the over the top glitter, say it's it's well done because there's other cars in here. That obviously, wouldn't name what they are, yeah. And they have glitter paint, and it looks horrendous. You know, it's like <laughs> even the finish on it is terrible. Yeah. Where you must have buried that in lacquer to to kill it. I did something about like I did um, about three three coats of just clear coat and then I did two coats of lac um, with the glitter as well so oh well apart from the doors I for some reason decided I was going to do them three times so the doors are party time and the rest of it is not <laughs> but um, but it somehow it works out like the minute the sun comes out it is absolutely crazy well it looks- funny you pulled in yesterday or in front of Lee's Jetta before we get into the show and they're sitting the sun on it mm. and like half the bonnet and it's funny because it just looks like a teal colour yeah. in the one half yeah. and then when the sun hits and it the just dances it. yeah. it's like a rainbow isn't it <laughs> so what else did you go with it obviously it's not a stock body kit no, and stuff on um, it so it's got um, some a bubble bubble kit side skirts on it and a vegan front um, splitter but it's not for Adele's soul um, I ended up picking up that front bumper with like the rarest lip that I've ever seen for like twenty pounds. Happy days. So I was like, I don't, and it was like from one of the local breakers as well. So he just breaks them all the time. You and didn't know or care what it was. Well, I don't. I, I think he probably knew. He was just like, I don't care. It's just taking up all my space because Del Sol people there aren't a lot of us. So he was no. just probably like, if it was already on a Del Sol bumper, then chances of me putting this on is uh, quite thin. So. 20 pounds for that and then I've changed it so it's got the JDM rear panel in it and then it's got another um, rear lip kind of smoothed into it as well um, and yeah just pretty much 
and do you guys do your body work and stuff yourself yeah i mean every every single thing on that every nut and bolt everything done myself and between me and uh, my husband like we've just spent a lot of time on it because it's the baby it just wants to work it wants to live i think it knew it was going to go for the scrap pile so it's like look at me look how good i am like (laughs) i don't think i broke a bolt or anything on it's like ever every single thing on it for a 250 quid car yeah you don't expect anything from the the roof was completely broken when I got it, but it was just it turns out like Honda's got these cogs that are designed to break under stress okay. so that the whole thing doesn't end up getting broken to bits and I think the there's at least two ECUs just for the roof. Oh lovely. And then there's a whole forklift system in there, then there's a tilter motor and it's, it's a whole fanfare of an event to get your roof on and off, but at Funny, least it works. <laughs> you were up, you were cleaning the car yesterday and I pointed out I think it was the Stacey, how they actually the, the boot lifts were just like <laughs> like a vertical lift that's yeah. so cool on them. That's the funny thing that people that actually know how it works, like if you watch them and someone comes up to it and they're kinda of miming to their friends how it works and it always ends up with like some sort of I don't know, escalator to forklift <laughs> and escalate to back down to like a bird kind of. It's such a weird setup, but it's cool. Yeah, it's like the guy at Honda that was like, I think he probably wanted to do something else, and they're like, "Oh, you you can do the roof," and he's like, oh, "Hold my beer." Yeah. Like, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, but it's, it's a testament to Honda's build quality too, because like as much shit as I give them, they just keep going. They, that <laughs> thing will not die. No, they will dissolve, but yeah. like the, the engine stuff. Yeah, around it, but like that engine is just completely bulletproof. Like, and what's the Sol scene like? You know for how little people there is is it a keep it stock or is it you know modified I'm, there's a bit of everything to be honest I, I haven't found the kind of hoity-toitiness of like you know that you kind of get with a bit more kind of prestigious cars I guess board owners <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't like to point fingers at anyone oh, I'll point them don't worry <laughs> um, but yeah there's, there's some people that are modified there's some people that are taking it to like super extremes like maybe I guess I'm one of them now and I think because you kind of fall into the civic bracket um you know, unfortunately, we all sound like what, like a beehive, and like you know, <laughs> driving around your estate at three in the morning, like straight piped and all that. So and trying, neighbor, trying to stay away you. from that. But <laughs> yeah, it's a fine line to cross, and they're like, I know. But that's the thing. I've kind of became an accidental Honda person because, like, at start, all I wanted to do was kind of talk about my S13. But then everyone was like, no one has seen it for at least four years. Like, stop talking about it. And now I need to like actually learn Honda things. So. It's a slippery slope. It's like drugs. You know, you, you dabble and you dabble. Next thing you're down there. Well, now my daily is. <laughs> CRZ as well, so I'm like officially officially transformed over. <laughs> the the back to the Dulsol as well then, like what have you got chassis wise? It's on air? Yeah, uh uh-huh. so um I've got um Airmixed oh, yeah. set up. That's the Chinese setup. That is I have that on my Mark III. It's I can't fault it. Yep. See for the money for yep. that. It, it actually it works good. I finally get the presets sorted on it mm-hmm. as well, so now I can actually like go up, press the button and everything and it'll do it. Did and you use their management? I've got their management uh, as well, yeah. I didn't use it, I just used their bags, but it's, it's good to hear with the well, management. It's, it's only the management that I've got, so I've got um, BC coilovers that have been that have got um, bags conversion, so it's OCD bags that screw onto your BC coilovers, uh-huh. so that if you rub through a bag, you can just fling a spring on and, go. and keep going. So like That's a similar setup to what I did, yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's brilliant. Like Because we like to go travelling down south for shows, like... At one point, we were like, right, what do we need to bring? We were bringing like full new suspension, we were taking airlines and all the rest. I'm like, nah, I'm just probably just going to fling in like a spring. Like that'll maybe do, like at the yep. worst case. So. And they're so easy to work on. You can pull it out on the side of the road, drop the spring onto it, put the shock back it, in, and half you're an hour. Straight back on the road. Yep. So it's uh, Airmax management I've got, and I've got, if you use the Max Load app, mm-hmm. it works with the Airmax uh, management. So you can do it from your phone because I've not got. I don't think they've got it for iPhone, uh-huh. but if you use um, the Max Load one, it just 
I mean, imagine you could just walk about and get anyone else's and just chuck it up and down. Exactly. That's all right. I must try that later on. <laughs> it's like that point when everyone had the same neons. You could just oh, have yeah. a, you could just have the same controller. I imagine, the, uh, imagine the air management is just going to be the same now. Not download the app and go stand by your car and see what it can do. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've disconnected the battery just in case nah, I drained it. <laughs> I've got um, a JDM. Oh no, sorry, a JDI Jordan Distributions Inc. Um, push start button. Okay. And. It took me forever to figure it out because it's like a little fob that's hidden. So you've got to like beep your little fob and then there's a start sequence to get uh. it to work. And I went through like a hellish phase of not being able to start my car. And I would be like, like just end up bricking it in the floor and then Barry would have to run over and he's like, can you please just stop doing this wrong? Can you please just put your foot on the clutch, just beep the button and then start it? I'm so sorry. I got ended up getting stuck at the entry to Caffeine and Machine on okay, yeah. the slope and then I couldn't start it. So oh. I was there for at least five minutes blocking, blocking the entrance for everyone. And the guy, bless him, he was so kind because he could obviously see me having a meltdown about it. I was like, and he's like, so do you need a push? Do you need I was like, I literally just need five minutes to just get my shit together. You I'm really sorry. Off, <laughs> I'm just actually having a mental... <laughs> the car's fine. It's me that's actually having the breakdown right now. That was like... Beverly, a uh, friend of ours, Pete, had a DC2 and it had some weird immobilizer set up. Like he had just pressed the buttons in a certain sequence. It was like oh, 2212. Right. Two, two, like an X- Xbox G. Yeah, but it had like a race clutch in it as well, so I kept stalling it and then having to do the start thing. Every, yeah. Not an enjoyable experience. No, going across the Vivo forecourt was. Uh, this was in the pedal station forecourt still. Fabulous. <laughs> Uh, Wheels-wise then, what are you doing? So I had um, my three-spoke Inky Sailbacks I on love it. Those. And I honestly, I miss them every day. But I've, I mean, I've had um, some Advans before that, some SC3Rs, and they were my babies. And then I got the Sailbacks. And now I'm running, so they're really old um, vintage Crimsons okay. that's on it. So, well, I mean, you kind of take all these things with a pinch of salt because there's not really a lot that I can find on them. Um, but this is what the kind of the person that we got them off of before. Um, so they're basically from like the late seventies, early eighties, and I ended up buying them for the S13 probably about four years ago, and that was before I even had the Del Sol. And they're just terrible fitment for the Del Sol. Uh, sorry for the S13. So when we ended up painting the Del Sol accidentally, that kind of blue bleen. We call it bleen because it's like blue green and it doesn't have a paint <laughs> code, so it's just bleen. Um, and then. I think they've been painted that um, kind of civic colour as well, so they just they suit it bob on. So, yeah. As you say, the Australia like that, it's like a three spokes over three spokes, so it kind of harks uh, back to what it, you had. Yeah, it makes me feel a bit better about not having, not having three spokes. It's so cool. No, it, it works really well. And you were saying too that you thought they were like the original lips had never been split. Yeah, I don't think they've ever been swapped because they don't polish up the same as all the new ones. Like, so you really need to properly get in there with the elbow grease to oh, polish yeah. them up so that was that like 50 year old metal kind of thing yeah I, I've got one chip on one of the rims and this is the first time ever I've managed to get part of a show and it's at the bottom of the oh, wheel nice. I was just like oh thank god but so. you're like us that would annoy you but you're too lazy to jack it up and turn the wheel around I was considering it yesterday when I was cleaning my wheels because one of my up. rear wheels is chipped <laughs> and, it was, and it's right at the top and I was like oh well it's parked now yeah like I was the same I was like oh well if only there was something I could do about this oh well there is where's not where's the dragon soup <laughs> exactly. I mean there's a trolley jack literally sitting in the back passenger foot well I could have done it but I didn't <laughs> we're the same we've came with like Barry's van Barry's painted he's got like this combo van now, so the, it's so cool isn't it, it yeah it's pretty decent. they've done an amazing job of it but I take it it's like graffiti paint is it yeah uh-huh. they, they use like graffiti paint and they tried to find a way to actually lacquer it and somehow they've managed to crack it so now they've, they've actually graffitied it and they've lacquered it and it looks absolutely so. mad 
but my um, sailbacks were off my car for literally about 30 seconds to test fit the crimsons and now they're gone now they're on his van he was like listen your wheels look so much better on you know the new ones I, I'm just gonna have to take these off your hands. Like, there's no way about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm doing so, you a favor, you know, really. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, like, listen. I bet he hates those new wheels, yours. Oh. I bet he. And he's I like, bet, he I bet he's like, it. they look terrible, on, but don't tell her because I really I want, want these those. other wheels. Like. <laughs> I love that one. Obviously, like the two years of the same sort of interest, so you can share ideas, yeah. and bounce back and forth of each other, and that's kind of like Lee and I too. Let's see. Like, although saying that, I don't know if you guys are like this. Lee and I have very different opinions in cars. Oh, couldn't couldn't be any more true. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's not just see, us. it's not just us. Like, you, like there's stuff that I'll walk around and like we'll be like, oh, that's that looks amazing. That looks and he's like, yeah. And then there's something that I absolutely hate, and he's like, that's amazing. Like we couldn't be, we couldn't just, like chalk and cheese sometimes with cars. But you've seen my green Mark III it was on the road years ago. Yeah. Lee hates the color of it. <laughs> hates the color of the interior. Hates the wheels. <laughs> hates the color of the wheels. Loves the overall car. Yeah. But it works as a package. I just all the individual components. I wouldn't have chosen any of them to do myself. Like. <laughs> Well, Barry's got an S3 van that he's um, chopped the entire body off and he's putting a 300 um, a 300ZX on top of it. An S- you say an S3? Yeah, an oh, S3 van. Ah, I yeah. Guess. I don't really know why he think Maybe an S4, like. is it? Oh, sorry, it's an S4. And he's dropping van. the body. Yeah, so he's, he's, cut, he's cut basically everything off, like the whole shell of the body and everything. He's kept all the floor, he's kept all the running gear and everything, and he's putting a 300 shell on top of it. That sounds fucking cool. Yeah, that is cool. He's absolutely mad, like, and he just, like, most people would be like, yeah, oh, that'd be really cool, but, like, no, he'll, he'll, he'll do, do it. it, like, and he's he's dead clever. Like, it's actually kind of annoying sometimes, because, like, you're just like, that'll not fit, and then Barry will find a way to make it fit, and it, it does. It's almost like he does it out of spite, but it's and amazing he's learned how to build his entire roll cage as well like he just went and got all the tooling for it and he was like oh, i'll just figure it out and he does it's unreal i like, love people like that that can yeah. do that and are willing to do it yeah and it's not something that you just pick up as you say like you were talking about youtube earlier you need to go and research it mm-hmm. and people say to me oh you can do this and you can do this i'm like it's because i put the time in and i've made so many mistakes over yeah. the years and it you need to accept that and if you're not willing to like actually go and spend two nights watching youtube you're not going to be willing to do the work. You know, that's the way I look exactly. at it. Exactly. No, he'll put the work in. And I mean, the the roll cage that he's made for it is unbelievable. Like, I didn't... You always, like, want to be supportive and, like, like he'll do it. He'll, he'll do a good job in that. But, like, I was totally blown away by how good it was. And it's that's quite good. artistic as well. Like, so he's done a put a real flair into it. So I, he's starting to get back onto the 300s. Like, it's going to be amazing. Like, it's going to be crazy. What so. sort of time scale for that project? Would he have it done within a year, a couple of years? I don't think so. I think it's got quite a lot of work to do. a lot of work in do. that. Like, yeah. It's not just that. I think the kit they wants for it as well is quite, is really expensive as well. And there'll be so many other, like, so many other things. He'll not just get a kit for it. He'll get a kit and then he'll want to modify and change it and make it so that nobody else has got it is. that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think we're kind of the same that way. Like, oh, somebody else is doing this, so I'll need to go completely other different directions. So... It's, you guys are going to get hit seriously hard with what us Volkswagen kids have got this last while is the scene tax. Oh, scene tax is bad. Everyone's jumping on the JDM mm-hmm. and it's just... Nuts. I'm so glad I got like most of my S13 bits like, way previous oh. and then I've just shelved them now. Like, So I hope nobody finds out where I live. Please don't rob me. <laughs> <laughs> I keep that address off her. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, the scene tax. I'm actually... And it's like it's no secret that the Volkswagen scene, there's a lot of people jumping from it to the JDM. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a, I don't know if you've seen them on the far side of the hall here, the Limitless guys, right down here. So you have like a, you have the Turquoise EK Civic, yeah. and that whole line is all from back home. And 
most of those guys were all Volkswagen guys and then they've transitioned across. Right. And you can see they've kind of brought that like high standard. Because I don't know what it's like here, but back home a lot of the job stuff was like really cool, mm-hmm. but the details weren't there or yeah. like they weren't into like. They'd never seen a buff in yeah, their they, life. Yeah, no one was machine washing <laughs> the car ever. No. And you can see now when those guys have jumped across, the standard of cars. I think is the like standard of everybody's cars has kind of came up now. We've moved away from that point of the scene where it was just like throwing things on it for the sake of it. Yeah. People are interested in the details That's great now. To see, yeah. yeah, it's the details that draw me into a car. Mm-hmm. And like well, speaking of details, there's a story about your spoiler on the Del Sol, isn't it? That's there? right. Oh yeah, it's not a Del Sol spoiler. <laughs> it's, it's not a Del Sol spoiler. No, um, I'd. The whole time that I had the Del Sol, I was—I'm kind of the anti-spoiler spoiler club now. Um, <laughs> so everyone that puts big, massive spoilers on, I'm like, oh, I don't like big spoilers. I love them on everybody else's, and then I get a car. The same with my FT1, never had a spoiler on it as well. And then anyone's like, you really need to put a spoiler on that. I was like, well, first of all, how dare you? Secondly, I will not. <laughs> and um, so the Del Sol spoiler, I must have spent easily about a good two years just walking about car shows, going with that work, with that work, with that work. And then we ended up like accidentally bumbling through the MR2 Scotland stand, and I used to carry mission tape around with me just <laughs> That's to see my favorite it bit. <laughs> so me and Barry just like, kind of casually he grabbed one end of it, and then I just grabbed the other and went straight across. And I was like, that would fit. That Some MR2 owners fit. getting nervous. So I and the, exactly he was like, excuse me, can I help you? I'm like, I'm so sorry, I just really like your spoiler. <laughs> um, and then I kind of infiltrated the group later on and I was like oh listen it was really nice to see your club stand anyways anyone have this spoiler <laughs> and sure enough when one of the nice guys that I know Andy he had one and he was like listen it's just floating around my shed it's going to get wrecked so he gave us it just for free and um, I painted it and it went on and I was like awesome. it looks so good like my god <laughs> it's so cool and it again it's kind of like with Lee's Jetta Lee bought the Jetta as a stopgap between projects and it kind of turned into a project much like your car has mm-hmm. but it's been on a budget you know it hasn't had money thrown at it yeah. and it's funny how with the effort put in you don't need a massive amount of you don't need a huge budget to make yeah. something really cool and work with what you have which is why I like the car I think that's the reason that like I like speaking to other people about their builds is knowing that they've put the work into it and they've done and I find it quite I don't know I'm a bit kind of just surreal to be sitting in here inside with all these other people that have like got these incredible paint jobs and have done all these things that are such big high budget builds and I'm like sitting in my little nugget with my like, glitter paint that I've done myself out of my garage <laughs> with my MR2 spoiler on it and stuff like and yet it doesn't look out of place yeah. you know that's that's the thing like there's cars in here 60, 70 grand upwards you know yeah. well, I've got a GTR sitting next to me oh that's once. right yeah <laughs> I'm just yeah. like oh my god <laughs> But, and like no harm to those type of people because like not everyone can do the work mm-hmm. you know, or has time to do the work and stuff but like what are you going to interview someone like that about you know you can't yeah. start with someone like that and say well I uh, paid someone to do this and I paid someone to do this and yeah. like 10 minutes in they're like okay you know they weren't running about with a measuring tape trying to steal the spoilers <laughs> off MR2 <laughs> <laughs> it's been the fun part of this build is that every single time I keep convincing myself that I'm not that attached to it and then somebody says like I was going to go and sell it at one point and I put it up for sale and then anyone that messaged me about it I just instantly blocked because I was like no I don't think they'll appreciate it and Barry's like so have you had any interest? I was like no nobody wants it it's it like a vetting process it turns out that lots of people wanted it I've just been like oh no I don't think so I don't think they'll everyone hates this car everyone hates this car let me tell you everything that's wrong with it Like, so how many cars have you guys at home? well we've we've just kind of reduced the fleet a little bit so we had a Lexus IS 250 I've seen it yeah it was oh it was the good boy it was the one that you could just like put into any MOT centre and just like 
if you needed one you could put it into the quick fit garage and it's going to pass like flying colours it's just recently went I've got a CRZ um, I've got the Del Sol I've got an S13 Barry's get the Audi and the 300 and these get the combo van as well which is the little race van <laughs> nice I use right collection stuff then mm, yeah we've got um <laughs> just end up just acquiring vehicles do you know what I mean just to kind of have them because you like you want oh, them know. then you have them oh yeah <laughs> well our theory is like you can buy it and let it sit and then work on it yeah where if you had had that the opposite idea of that we were S13 mm-hmm. you never buy one now no you know, what are those things making at the minute for what condition you bought yours in say oh god I'd be frightened to think what people even like because mine's is I'm not bothered about the fact whether it's like everyone gets it uptight like if it's a 180 or if it's a 200 SX I'm same. like I don't care like it, I just like how it looks and you're going to bastardise it anyway the way well, you exa- want it I'm yep. gonna, you're not going to like it when I'm done anyway so why are you bothered like <laughs> it's going to be awful so I don't worry about same, it yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's frightening how the scenes kind of went you just can't it's just not accessible for people anymore as much as it was like, yeah I, I found that with all types of scenes and it's the same mm-hmm. and the price of wheels at the minute is just oh my scary God. It's, it's frightening it and everything frightening. And I think a lot of people are just throwing numbers out there just for the crack to see can they get a bite and if they get a bite then everybody goes all out mine's worth 1200 yeah. quid I think uh, but then you still get those keyboard warriors that go oh you're uh, overpricing this and you're like mate somebody might have bought that if you hadn't done that be cool exactly yeah see if you just don't have anything nice to say are you going to buy this no then shush just piss off like jog on like why are you here you see it all the time like anybody's adverts and there's like 10 people that will say oh that's really nice wish I had the money good luck with the sale and then there's someone like oh roughest thing I've ever seen or too much money in that like good for you go away like thanks thanks you're really helping everyone with this well see that's a that's a big part of the scene that I hate and it's just like I like this part of why we do this is you talking to people and tell people stories and have a bit of crack and mm-hmm. just just make people laugh because like we don't take ourselves serious yeah, whatsoever exactly. and as you said like talking to people with bills that's my favourite part and generally you find the people who run stuff down are the people who don't do the work oh. you know it's easy to sit at home and do nothing and complain about everyone else than actually get out there and try something I just think it's easier to be nice like do you know what I mean like it's easier to be nice to people than it is to be nasty like I just don't see the point like I just want everyone to have like a good time like support the car scene and like you know support other people's builds if your friends need a hand go and give them a hand that's how you make friends like we're that's how we've ended up with like you know a great group of friends that we've got like I really enjoy working on everybody's cars and helping everybody out for something that anybody's stuck on like we're not no problem to come around and give them a hand with it same as you know any hesitation they, they drop, drop everything to come and help us it's just oh, yeah. how it should be like a lot of our cars wouldn't ever get finished without help of friends and yeah. vice versa too like and you just put the time in and yeah. plus it's fun exactly well, well what happened used to happen years ago in our workshop was I'd be working at my polo this is like 10 years ago and everyone would land around with a carry out and then no work would get done you know that was kind yeah. of a thing too <laughs> everyone comes social... around we order food they'd be listening to some tunes and we talk about nonsense and they're like oh yeah we were supposed to be doing something <laughs> there's that or then the opposite scale is where someone's building something like it's out of hand because everyone's like you should do this you should do this and then you play up to it <laughs> D- dare you dare you dare you yeah, yeah. we've well, got a few of those builds hey, a bag if you didn't like, <laughs> yeah, exactly oh yeah and then the minute you get called shite bag like, oh no like, that's oh, you, have to, you can't, can't, Yo, you can't, you can't nope, bag that I love that as well too but like Northern Ireland and Scotland is a very similar like I feel like, like Ireland's just like Scotland over the water it like is, that's yeah. all it is like we're just Scotland but far away like even when you're saying there but your friends taking the piss out of you you know and like pushing you on to do things that's how we do it and it's just yeah. and from an outsider it's like it's abusive but that's how it goes <laughs> exactly if I'm not if I'm not ripping the hole out of you you're not my pal exactly like, yeah. yeah and if anybody else done it 
Like oh, fucking, absolutely. Yep. Uh, that's not happening. Like, excuse me, they're my friend. <laughs> you can't speak to them like that. How do you? The Scottish knives come out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the chips are out. Yep. So what's next for the Del Sol then? Or are you um, just going to step I into something else? Over winter, well, it, it, obviously it depends on cash and if I can actually afford to put electric into the garage. Oh, yeah. That'd be great if Three I can times actually... times Exactly. Um, the next thing I think is going to be to turbo it because I've got... Um, I've got a stage one clutch in it. I've got my big big boy brakes. That was another thing. Um, I ended up getting these massive brakes that are just so unnecessary for it, but they were such a good deal from one of the local shops, Funky Power. Uh-huh. Um, it was a customer return. Um, he'd put them on his car, but I think some kind of rally spec that I had to be on 15s. Okay. So these discs and everything will not fit. So normally the bigger brake conversion for EGs or EKs or anything is a 282 brakes. Mm-hmm and I've got three tens on that, so they're just, and it's a D16, like it's not, oh. it's, it's pushing 125 brake 25 years ago, so. Well, let me um, tell you, like, I, I love overkill on brakes. Oh, it's so good. They look so good though, that's the problem. They look amazing. Um, but, so I've got the big brakes there, they, it finally stops, um, and I've got my clutch and everything, so I think I'm just gonna try and just turbo it over winter. We've still got some of the turbos hanging around from the 300. So we sold the engine and sold everything else, but there happened to be happened to just be a turbo left behind. Oh, of so, course, yeah. And I happened to have a big space in my engine bay for it, so hopefully that's going to be the plan. Am I right in saying those D16s turbo quite well? Really well. Yeah. You can just buy the China Special eBay kit and just fling it on, and they'll just sort of accept their fate. It's so weird with engines like that. The mm-hmm. VR6 is the same with like the Mark III Golf. So you, like a turbo, like you can do basically no internal work mm-hmm. and push them to what 350 nearly 400 yeah. if you're if you map it right kind of thing and like the d16 isn't anything special no you know, and, and but it's just turbo so well no see for every single jingle they're just absolute heroes the americans are big into that aren't they yeah a lot of the parts like that's a massive scene for it over there but fortunately because that's what i've just been kind of trying to trying to watch what everyone else is doing and see what's going to be the best parts and that kind of thing i think a lot of the stuff's going to need come from the states but um, at least it's accessible there's plenty of information exactly there's too. a lot of information there. there's a lot of forums like keep your forums alive oh, oh <laughs> that's the big thing. Yeah. That, yeah it was what's what was the site that you used to use for forums like to upload pictures of stuff and now photo it's photo photo, and now it's like gone and you're just like oh my god you find that thread from like 2003 that actually has the one problem that you have oh I've just put the picture in of how to fix it below and it's not there it's anymore not there. like oh yeah. my god it's so destroying so, I know it's so destroying so I, I think that'll be what I'll do next so I'll probably just end, I'll, I got an H22 which I was threatening to put in it at one point um, that's the Accord engine yeah, yeah. Um, because it, it was another one that, like somebody had it up for sale and it was like £300 with all the running gear and salaries ECU key and everything I was like well straight in that that looks like that would fit in there, but I just I just don't think it's the way. I, like after I got it and seen the size of it as well, it's huge. But I just don't think it's the way that I wanted to go. I always wanted to turbo the D16 that I had, and it's always been such a good engine. And I like the way that it looks. It's not that the H. I know that everyone will be saying like the D- D16 engine is an absolutely horrid engine, and the H20 look too looks so much better. It's just it's what I've always kind of had in my mind is to do the D16 turbo build. So I think with the whole style of the car too, having a turbo in it would sort of look better. With you, know, yeah, you pop the bonnet. There's a H22, and it, it looks like any other engine anyone else. But anyone walking past and sees the D series turbo, they're like, "What's well, turbo?" And then it sort of draws you in to look yeah, around it. Yeah, I think so. I think, and the first thing that a lot of people think to do when they get their Civic, if they've got a D series, is just put it straight in the bin. Yeah. And then swap something else into it. So it's kind of 
almost been done to death but putting like I like the idea of like having the same engine in it then having the turbo in it and then going cool. to there plus I mean I think for the price that it would cost me to turbo the D16 just for the engine mounts for the H22 conversion is astronomical so oh, wow. it's, it's, sense, it's a good chunk of change just to put that engine in before you even turbo or do anything else and everything's there so and what sort of power would you look for like low boost kind of thing yeah I think if I could get around I mean to be honest I just use my Del Sol for smashing up and down back roads anyway and it's never going to be a super fast car like <laughs> unfortunately I've got the slowest car out of all of my mates so our friend yeah, like I'm a got, bit like that too <laughs> our friend uh, Gemma's got an Evo that's pushing 404 brake um, <laughs> my friend Ross is just getting new hybrid turbos on his Supra as well like, so I am never going to be the fast kids and then we've got like friends get like um, an S2K and my other friend Abby she's got a DC5 Integra as well so like they are all fast boys and I am not the fast boy of the group so I'm kind of like whenever they like want to go out or anything I feel like the mum that like I'll hold your jackets and I'll watch like you know I'm watching so um, maybe even just to be able to keep up with them in the bypass would be nice but I think if I got like around to the mid 200s 200 breaks would be what I'm kind of hoping for that's a right jump yeah it would, be, it would be enough to just wake it up basically I think that's the only thing that's, that's lacking now you know when you see people that have even got a B series that's at least you know even if it's like 180 brake, like they, they can shift. Yeah. Whereas mine is just like, oh, I'll see you later. Like, <laughs> have a good time. <laughs> that's I think that's the problem as well with modern cars versus like stuff that we drive. Is mm-hmm. modern stuff is so fast and it's effortless. Yeah, you know, like that white golf R beside those Gatlin's there. Yeah, that thing's 440 horsepower. And that's insane. Yeah, and like he drove across his DSG, you get into mm-hmm. it, and you floor it, and it just rockets. Mm-hmm. Lee's car is 160, mm-hmm. similar torque, and it's so light. And it's it's a fun, fast wee car to drive, but it's nothing for it's not that. Yeah, yeah. but know. at least I can keep up now. Whereas yeah. when I was driving the one point four Vento, I was like, "I'll yeah. see you tomorrow." Yeah, <laughs> have a good day. It's like sixty horsepower. Yeah, you know the struggles. Are. Yeah, feels. <laughs> oh, it's here. Uh, is there anybody you want to shout out for helping you over the times? Or um, I guess um, I really need to shout out my husband Barry for not not just like giving me a hand, but like dealing with all of my breakdowns. <laughs> Mentally. Sometimes you need that. <laughs> Lee deals with mine, it's alright. Yeah. Um, just all I've got, I'm so fortunate to have like so many great mates that um, they got on with so well. Like none of them are, none of them ever hesitate to come and give us a hand. So yeah, I'm just just so fortunate to have so many great friends and um, yeah, it's so difficult to try and like remember everyone that's in. You know, um, you're gonna shit for not mentioning oh, someone, are you? Just say you know who so, you are. Yeah, you That's know it, who you are. If you're a real friend, you'll know. Yeah, we've got all of our friends are down south as well. So we've got Suki and Ninja, and we've got the team Bebs, who are the Welsh boys that um, they've also got super fast cars. And um, yeah, we've got all of our mates that are up here too. So we've got, God, we've got uh, Ross and Abby, um, Ross and Gemma, um, Reese and Evie, um, God, who else? Uh, yeah, loads, loads. Jack Happy and Jess, day. God. And now I'm getting paranoid. Like, who have I forgot? Jesus. Oh, you're going to remember going down the road tonight. Like, oh, shit. Tag. Um, <laughs> but best, the best um, person for me that's been such a big font of knowledge um, has been Sean Quinn, who's got the NSX and the EK. Oh yeah. So he's um, he's just been great. Like any any advice that I've needed because he's obviously a big Honda boy. Like for any anything that I've needed to try and get the bags to work he's always been there on hand to help us out and even when it comes to like the turbo build like I've already started picking his brain so I'm probably doing his not in but he's been so kind he's so knowledgeable and his stuff's just out of this world it's unreal like, yeah. seriously out of this world like 
he looks at something that anyone else does and he's like right how can I make that even better like the normal normal standard that someone else would be aiming for he just it's so beyond anybody else and then does it twice over so he's done it the EK (laughs) then he's got the NSX and now he's got the uh, the little ruckus as well on like three totally different vehicles I know and it's honestly he's just got such such an eye for detail in these things and I mean he works so hard for it so like I don't grudge anybody that puts the time and the effort in that he does so he really helps he really helps all of us out like he's just just great so happy days and if anybody wants to catch up with you on social media where can they find you uh so on instagram i'm extra underscore del small um i suppose you could facebook me probably not except but <laughs> <laughs> that good i don't enough. use facebook anymore oh, you know shit, that instagram's way forward well unless you unless you want to actually put a picture on instagram oh. now and then i'll not get seen it has to be a reel or else that's it it's nothing right. else now unless it's so real. shit like it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah well, terry thanks very much for your time it's been really fun thank you we'll see you later on yep. cheers thanks so much bye so that was terry and thanks again very much to her for coming on to talk to us i was busting to do that interview yeah, for over absolutely. a year because we could chat and her in the show field last year and I remember telling us about the car and the whole conversation, all I could think was, this would make a good interview because it's just a really fun story. Yeah. And then thankfully, when we approached her about it, she was like, yeah, certainly we'll go for it. Um, I did like the part where she was saying about running around with the measuring, the measuring tape. measuring tape, that made me laugh so much. Measuring people's spoilers and stuff yeah. to <laughs> see what'll fit. But it's just a good example of a home build with friends and what you can do with friends. And especially over lockdown, as she said, rather than turning an alcoholic, yeah. may as well build something fun. Yeah, I think we've all been there. We've got balls deep into a project and you kind of get jaded with it and you go and do a side, it was a side, a side quest. Project. Side quest. Side quest that people talk <laughs> about and uh, kind of falling over that. So that was cool to hear from that. And thanks for Terry for coming on. Yeah. Um, so should we chat a bit about Cleanfest itself? Yes. One of my favourite shows. Yeah. It is. Think. It's one of the best weekends of the year, I think. A very no- messy weekend. Yeah. So normally we go over in the Saturday morning early boat. Uh rush up to the boat or boat the show drop the cars off and then head out for the night mm-hmm. and then go to the show next day and sorry state but this year we decided to go the after friday, friday afternoon. afternoon yeah uh that was definitely a better shout i think yeah so got docked at six tilled up the road and offset house in kilmarnock that's steve fraser and jordan run a Car modifying workshop. All right, just usual modifications. Accessories shop. They had an open night, a pre clean fest open night. We called in there for about half an hour, 45 minutes, chatted a few people. Tom from McGuire's had the Rental 5. Yes, there. Tom. Yeah. Such a cool car. Mm-hmm. Such a nice guy, too. To, yeah. Tom to talk to. Actually, he's, uh, he was asking what he's doing behind the tent there. I'm recording a podcast, and he says, I'll have to get it on sometime. Just absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that's very good. That'd be good. Funny, we were chatting with him in the hotel um, before we went into town. Remember? I gave him some snacks. Yeah. Because I always have snacks. Because we were sort of eating. We, we went down to get like a light lunch in the hotel bar and a few pints and the no food. And I think Tom and his friend were kind of doing the same sort of thing. So Lee broke out snacks and then I looked over and I was like, guys, he's want something? And he was like, you know, someone you don't really know offers you something? I was like, here, take it. And he's like, well, I'm a fat boy. I'll eat it anyway. <laughs> so no, just good bunch of people. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll be cool to have him on then. That sounds good. But when will we get him is the problem? I'll we'll get him again we'll <laughs> at some point. Here, you know us, we're in no rush. Yeah, so we went to Offset House and then we headed up the road, checked in the hotel and... Hit the bar. Hit the bar, you know. Immediately. Yeah. Just a big shout out to the Limitless, Limitless guys. guys who were absolutely hammered. Yes. Yeah. We arrived. The half that were in the bar were the less hammered half because the other half had gone out. 
didn't get that memo. Yeah. Okay, so we were where the hotel was was down in an industrial estate. Yeah. We were driving down through and like the very last roundabout, this taxi was coming towards us. And I looked and this guy was hanging like his waist was out of the the taxi window, giving us the fingers, going, you and I looked and I was like, Is that Pierce? Who Pierce with a wee yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was Pierce. That was the more drunken half who cleared off into the They must have got the half eleven ferry then. They got the earlier one, yeah. They were there when we were getting off the boat, they were on the pints. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, smart. Yeah, those guys were hammered. So I think I remember going to the bar and I says, what time's last orders? And the one behind the bar says 1 a.m. I says, right, dead on. But I think the bar closed early for some reason. Probably. One was the rowdies in us. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe something so, to do with it. Shout out to them guys. Keep her lit, boys. Yep. And girls. And they did keep her lit the next day because they went again at us. <laughs> so the next day then we got up and we had a GTNA uh, tent uh, stand. So we set that up and... Um, got the cars in and then headed into town headed into town and we had how did that go for you Nigel? really well yeah really well when you say really well is that in regards to how much alcohol was consumed? because if that was the goal you did seem to do very well I just think sometimes things in excess are good yeah yeah it seemed to be I can report the next day was not a good time yeah to be fair you guys appeared a lot sooner than we thought because we had went into town and we kind of we had a bit more of a sensible chilled day so we were finishing off getting the Jetta cleaned up and ready thanks Patty and Stacey for helping with that by the way we the Jetta was then the flag holder for the TTNI flags which was good and the prime location at the front Patty drove us back around to the hotel in Gethin's Amrock which I think he really enjoyed driving the whole weekend um, and then we came down to the bar we were just going to have a quick pint or two maybe a bowl of chips or something and then head into town as Connor mentioned, they didn't have any chips, so we just got on the on the train and went in. And then we went we'll off just, and we'll did a little bit of shopping and stuff we'll before we hit the pints. We we'll discovered a cheat code: the train rather than the tram. Yes. Oh yeah, much cheaper. Much quicker and quicker. It was like one stop, seven minutes here in town. Yeah. The tram is like forty-five minutes. Stop, start, stop, stop. No, it was it was a good spot where we were. Um, the show itself, though, was great. It really was. Sorry, just to double back, Lee and I were in bed for about half twelve, I want to say, kind of on Saturday, so it was kind of earliest. You definitely weren't in bed for half twelve. Right. Uh, there's there's a quarter. problem with taxis. Here's a, here's a top tip if you're in Edinburgh. Don't try and get a taxi at half four on a Sunday morning. No. It doesn't work. I wouldn't nah, have thought. Not so handy. Must have been those limitless guys told you that, aye? Yeah. Aye. So, uh... There was almost a rat in Princess Street in Edinburgh because it's trying to close the McDonald's at half past three. Bad move. <laughs> Bad move. I'm not saying I was going to start the rat, but somebody very close to me nearly started uh, the rat. Sounds good. I could imagine who. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I woke up to a text message from Connor Old saying, Are you guys about? We're heading for the bus. My dad can't walk straight. Ah. So, yes, <laughs> it didn't matter what group you went with. It seemed to be everybody was. Was there a bus for the hotel? I have no idea. I don't know where he was going. It was a drunken message, to be fair. We've, like, we wanted to get into town as quickly as possible because the weather was beautiful. And we got off the train station and I had been in Edinburgh two or three weeks before that and noticed this brilliant beer garden at Waverley train station. She was just going straight for that. We basically got off the train, walked up steps. There it was. That was us that for was four it. hours. Yep. As you can tell, folks, this show is as much about the social side of it in the weekend as it yeah. was about the show. We either then, when we were, <clears throat> we were agreed to meet for dinner yeah. later on. So we had been down shopping and then we just, we were walking up one of the big hills you know, Edinburgh's Hill Hills. 
and like halfway up the hill was a bar and we were like bar that'll do we'll stop there yeah whoever put that bar in that location genius yeah so yeah uh the show itself was absolutely brilliant yeah so it's um Clean Fest run by Keep It Clean. That's uh, I think the founder is Greg Robbins. I was trying to get an interview him this weekend, but hey, the guy's busy. And then there's Mike Scott as well. I think there's two main guys. Uh, Stuart Gray, uh, Angus, um, a couple other guys. But uh, Greg's an architect, and Mike is a photographer stroke um, designer, and it really shows in their attention to detail. Yeah. The way it's laid out, just really, really top job by the guys. The, the standard of cars that it draws, though, is yeah. all yeah. real. Really good. That show is just going from strength to strength. It's also a show I wouldn't like to judge, because yeah. like, how do you judge it? Although I did guess the car of the show, which was the split-screen boss. I was like, it, it has was, to be that. Yeah. Was that Kiki Customs or something? Oh, I'm not sure now. But well, the, talking the about the cars of the shows, while we're on the topic, what was your car of the show? That? I had two or three. I had Favourite a number, cars, not top. and oddly for me, and Lee might agree with this, is I'm not a big Urkel guy, but the Beetle that was over by the stage, beside the Ferrari. It was nice. The, it's like a greeny colour. That thing's unbelievable. And again, it comes down to the fact that the finish on it's unbelievable. I loved the Spitty pickup, the Ferrari on air at the stage. Yes. It's like a Magnum 355, is it? 355. Possibly. Target top. And then the Plum Mark 1 in the hole 2. The plum the caddy. Oh, the caddy, yes. It's a nice one. But uh, everywhere you looked, it's just quality yeah, of builds. absolutely. The, oh, Lancia Delta Integrale, done. Oh, that's right, Poseidos. That was the one, the black one. Oh, that it is. It was very good. Just gold. And the Limitless guys, they put on quite a display of nice cars. Yeah. It's, they had yeah, some, absolutely. It's it's always nice when you see nice cars from here, because obviously the likes of the Connor Old and stuff there, you know, and... Like there is a lot of nice cars over, but when you see them in a big group, it's, it's for me it's a wee bit more impressive. Everybody's all in there together, which is cool. Um, Such a large collection of guys from Northern Ireland in their cars, and that have flew over because a couple of guys came over and chatted. Oh at, yeah, at the merch tent, our, our own tent, sorry. And uh, there's guys that had drove over, but there's guys that flew in too because it is right beside Edinburgh Airport. Yeah, so it's, it's an easy it one to handy. do. No, I it's it's a show that I would be very reluctant to miss. So I would. Unless it falls on the same weekend as Roots next year, and we might have to make an Maybe exception. Away. There you go. <laughs> um, and shout out as well, Connor Old got Best Interior, and Grant got one of the top 10 prizes for That's his right. Mark 6. I was chatting to Grant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got chatting to him briefly, and then was messaging him afterwards, saying I didn't get talking to him enough. Um, it's one of those shows, too. It's just non-stop. You, yeah. you, you go to it, and you know you're going to get a top quality event. Yeah. Because the guys who run it are passionate about it, and... The pool of cars in that area, the quality of builds. That shows in their own cars too when you look at them, mm-hmm. you know, what they're driving oh. themselves. So yeah. My sister cars. and her partner came down to the show as well, which is nice. They live over in Scotland, so I got to see them. So They can hey see guys. a bit of what we do. Yeah. <laughs> we drove out of the show just after five and it had been really nice weather and the drive back to the boat was pretty horrific. Oh, it was awful. Oh, it just, Open, it started to opened. spit rain. As we were driving out of the showgrounds. And then turned into the torrential. And then it hammered the rest of the way. Did you get diverted away around through... Kilmarnock? Yeah. Yeah. Roundabout City. We took a slightly different We detour. went a different way. I had lay up, like, literally single lane farm track. Honestly. Google Maps or just Connor Maps? Ah, a bit of a bit both. Of both. <laughs> I was looking at it and I was like, 
I won't do what you tell me. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, well, as he said, the official thing was miles. And my theory on that is always, well, they're using roads that have to suit lorries and everything. So it's not a lorry. It can go wherever no, it's it needs. Fine. In fairness, it was. The back roads were better than the full tilt on the motorway with the standing water and oh, yeah. stretched oh, nankangs. Not fun. A bit There's scary. so, many, really so not much fun. land water at some points. See, when I seen Gethin taking it easy. That's when I knew the roads were yeah. bad. I was yeah. like, he's just cruising there. He's a lunatic. <laughs> and then we stopped at our favourite restaurant, Pinner Presswick. I'll not mention the name because we'll keep up the want to. We want to go back. Taste a little Italian place. And then down to the boat. And snoozy, snoozy, snoozy time. Snoozy, snoozy. Ding dong, you're in Belfast. <laughs> oh, we didn't snooze. We we done the... We did two Practical Classics crosswords as a group. <laughs> it took a team of eight of us to complete one. At least you please. We didn't quite. We still had to Google like three or four at the end that were just obscure 40s cars that who knows. Just I just remembered something there from uh, the boat home. You can pay extra to get in what's called the lounge. What do you call it? Hug lounge? I don't know how to pronounce it. It's H-Y-G-G-E. Hides lounge. And it's basically recliner seats. And I, as soon as I hit my head hits the pillow, I just I, fell asleep. But I heard then the next day that one of our party had booked a, a seat. He was several rows in front of me, and the person beside him was snoring that much. Did he have to get snoring up? Snoring that leave? much that he had to get up and leave. <laughs> yes, uh, he did because he came walking back through to where we were sitting with not just his names. Yes, a massive expression on his face. <laughs> to be fair, he did help us with a crossword. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, is that Austin? Yeah, a brilliant weekend and. Uh, yeah, let's do it all again next year. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we finish up, we'll talk about our sponsor. We should. Studio 10 Detailing. He was with us at the weekend. He was in fine form. He should have been down at LZ Fest handing out business cards because, my goodness, some of those boys Somewhere. have never heard of a buff. Yeah, <laughs> yes. they definitely need a lick of the buff. <laughs> you actually said that on the daily. You were like, yeah, he should just be dropping cards and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but if you do have a Japanese car or any type of car... Uh, in need of his services you can check him out on instagram facebook all the usual places as we've said many times before he does a great job absolutely knows exactly what he's talking about really experienced Mavinci approved all the good stuff and he's actually made a change to some of his pricing pa- uh, packages so he has re- uh, reviewed and amended his package his, his package sounds a bit more <laughs> So his 10.1 package has been upgraded to a 10.2 package and similarly is stepped up every package throughout. So this new rebranded 10.1 package is an enhancement detail that offers great bang for your buck and is still their most popular. Most commonly upgraded with a paintwork ceramic coating offering years of protection, gloss and ease of maintenance. Check his website website out for all details. Which is good because in these times you see price changes and things and it's usually not for the better. So there you're just getting more for your better money on that. Value, yeah. 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 Which is great. Shout out Studio 10. Absolutely. So that's us for another podcast. Um, thanks very much, everybody, for listening. Just imagine I'll not be here for the next one. Sorry, guys. Yes. That's right. Super sub Stefan's standing in, I believe. I believe so. We hope so. We'll see you on that's the day. That's the plan. I'm getting dragged away to Spain by my wife, so sorry oh, about that. Terrible. Oh. Yeah. My heart bleeds. I'll try and look at some cars. Yeah. I'll try not to enjoy I'll yourself too much. I'll probably look at beer more, to I be honest with you, so I'll have to be honest. 
so we didn't have any questions this time because we had quite a lot to get through with the interview and uh, talking about the shows and stuff. So we'll hopefully have questions next time with Stefan. We did get a couple through in the week. Yep. Um, so we'll be saving those for next time. If you want to check us out on social media, you can do so at Reload Podcast collectively or individually. We are at Maxwell House 46. At V Dubboy and at Connor McCann. You can also support the podcast if you wish to do so on buymeacoffee.com forward slash reload pod. Absolutely no obligation to do so, but if you do enjoy the podcast and want to help us out a little bit, you can throw us a couple of quid on there. Or another way that you can help us out without having to spend any money, please just share the podcast, like our page, tell a friend, because if you enjoy the podcast, there's a chance they might too. So shout us out and let us know. And if you don't like it, tell your enemies. That'll punish them. Tell people anyway, maybe you've got bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks once again, everybody, and we'll see you again very soon. Bye. Cheers, folks. Bye. Bye.